Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. chicken says <laughs> in Europe the Ukrainians are united to fight the Russians but here in the United States the Americans are united in fighting each other it seems crazy to me but what would I know I am just a rubber chicken well I have no explanation it's nuts to me too don't argue with me about this. I understand what you're trying to say, and it is important. But I don't know if they are going to listen to a rubber chicken. And besides, okay, back off. It is time for us to get on with Rantcast number 94, entitled Unprecedented. And we'll get to that title in a minute. But first, we must discuss what is happening in terms of some of the audience who are upset with the rubber chicken. Yes, they are, and I do not know why. I don't know if it's the sound you make. I don't understand if it's what you have to say. I do not know what it is. I do know that the rubber chicken, the reason he is my partner in this, is it is a throwback to the times of vaudeville. And the rubber chicken was a, a, a part of, of, of presenting comedy around, around the country in a variety of theaters. And, and here I am. 
okay, by myself. And the only partner I can find to work with in here in my little cable access studio is the rubber chicken. So uh, what I would like to do is if, if you are truly upset, let us have a vote. Those who are in favor of the rubber chicken say yay for the rubber chicken. Those against go nay for the rubber chicken, <laughs> nay against the rubber chicken. Uh, yay or nay, up or down. Do we bring the rubber chicken back? And I'm not going to discuss this with him right now. We'll have a little chat later about some of the problems. Um, but let me know. Let me know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I'm certainly more than willing to throw this out to you. What is it that bothers you about the rubber chicken? What is so disturbing? You can skip right through that fucker. You don't have to listen to him. He, he talks to me all the time. I don't hear a word he's saying. Until it is showtime, he tries to give me notes. I'm not going to listen to a fucking rubber chicken. <laughs> giving me notes. Huh? But that's what happens when you're alone here in your cable access studio. But let's get on with things. Okay? Let us get on with Rantcast number 94. All right? Entitled Unprecedented. You know what else is unprecedented? For starters, woo! Uh, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian uh, broken up. Wow, there's something that was really important for the news media to just pump out. That was vital to know. I've, I've never understood. This is like high school. Whenever they do this, well, they broke up. This is the most horrifying. They're dating. Okay. Who cares? They're married. You might want to say something about it because uh, for whatever reason, there are people who are interested in folks who are married and wonder and sure it's, you know, interesting to follow for many people. The, the fact that there are stars out there and they want to know what they're up to, but they were dating. Okay. We're not at a fucking high school prom. All right. And Kimmy left the dance floor crying. Pete, Pete was all upset. What the fuck is the matter with us? Can't we leave people alone? And who gives a shit? Huh? To take up that much time. We have other things. Why don't you print something that, like, you know, where teachers might come from? But we'll get to that. God damn it. Well, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing we're getting that news out there. And it's vital. Vital. Okay, why don't we... Why do we pump some of our news toward the Russians in order to, to uh, fucking break them? Okay? All of the crap we listen to every day. Maybe that'll, you know, translate into Russia and, and bear down on them with every possible way we have to speak to them over the airwaves. But we're going to move on. It's been an unprecedented time. All right? Yes, what happened? What happened? You know what happened this week. What has it been all about? What it's always about. Okay? Because we can't get the, the former leader out of bed with us. He is in our bed every fucking day. We wake up, he's in the bed. We go to sleep, he's in the bed. And he won't fucking move over and we won't get him out of there. And, and instead, we got a whole group of people who, who want him in the bed no matter what. And that is keeping him there. And enough is fucking enough. Okay? It's ludicrous. And he's barking away. Well, I, they went down to Mar-a-Lago because there were um, classified documents there. Oh, the Republicans. No, why would they do that? Oh, boy, that, that Department of Justice is really out of control. The FBI is out of control. The FBI is run by uh, the guy who was appointed by Trump. Okay, what is, stop it already. 
Let the fucking thing work the way it is. You, you Republicans don't seem to understand. They put, you know, we they, the politicization of these government agencies. It's the government. All right. There are going to be some people in there, as we find, I think, with what's happening in terms of the Secret Service and them getting rid of text. We'll probably find out there was some people there who were who were politicized. They're always the people have politics. They bring them with them. But God damn it. You know, most of them leave it at home. All right. Why? Because they don't have the energy. Just try to drive through traffic in Washington to get to work. All right. I was on a I did it for a year. You're exhausted by the time you get there. I was on a bus every day. Tell me that that somehow that this is the politicization. No, it, it is. Um, there are many people who believe it's 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 unprecedented to to uh, to go into the uh into the 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 dwelling of a uh, former president, okay, and it is unprecedented, but it's unprecedented because uh, apparently there were classified documents there, so it's got to be unprecedented. There are people who think it's wrong in terms of that um, it being unprecedented because you don't do that, you don't, you don't go into to the the, the uh, home of a former president, the home, Mar-a-Lago, like that's his home. He's got nine homes, for fuck's sake. And all the golf courses and one right here in New York. You know, of course you can go in. It's just like the Gestapo. Fuck you, no. They had a search warrant. They did their due diligence. They were told by apparently an insider. What the fuck? And they found the boxes of shit they were looking for. All right? Son of a bitch. They weren't looking for, for uh, you know, uh, overdue library books. It's classified. Some of it top fuck secret. So let it run its course and shut the fuck up. And let it is tiresome, the defense of the president of the United States. It's the president. Okay? Just another schmuck who got elected. Who got elected. All right? It's, you know, it's, it's not an inheritance. Okay, we don't have to treat them this way. Either side, I don't give a fuck. But we do it over and over again. Deference. Fuck the deference. Okay, we don't have to have that kind of deference. And then he comes out, he was raided. While he's watching it, he knows it's not a raid. The, 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 bizarre, the bizarrity of it, and that's a new word I'm coining, bizarrity. That'll probably be the title of next. I can't come up with enough words. We've got two realities clashing. And now they're whipping people into a frenzy. And they don't think they're whipping people into a frenzy? Then explain what happened in Cincinnati. Guy, poor son of a bitch, fucking out of his mind, wanders into the goddamn going to go attack the, the FBI in Cincinnati? What, what does that have to do with anything? Huh? What were they doing? Okay, trying to figure out why the Reds suck this year? Huh? Did they? That was, you know, if, the, if the, maybe if the Cincinnati Reds had, if the, maybe if the, if the FBI had busted into the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds locker room looking for the reasons that they suck, that you might have a, a guy snap. Snap, he was at the January 6th, okay? Even though. Many Americans, there's a chunk of Americans who believe, no, that's not possible. That No, it was all these are people who were brought in. They were all stage actors. He was, he was there, and then he attacks this place with a nail gun, and they shoot him in a field in, uh, in, in outside of Cincinnati. 
I think in a farm somewhere. Son of a bitch. You know, running from the law. Then you, today, somebody uh, you know, he went crashing into a barricade, and they still haven't decided. It, look, he, stop, stop it, okay? You know, you, you know, they, they we're we're moving toward all sorts of violence when it comes to this, all right? And there's a real good shot he broke the law, whether people want to believe it or not. And the Republicans have got to start realizing that. Um, you don't run a government by saying there shouldn't be a government. All right? It's that simple. Why do you want to be elected again if you don't believe the government works? Or that the only way the government works is if they're on your side. And both sides have a stink of that about them. And I'm tired of it. You work together and you get shit done. And the people who take those jobs want those jobs, a lot of them. And there's about 20% who just want a job, okay? But it's not the government. That's a structure. It's the people within the government that matter. And most of them are good, hardworking citizens, whether you fucking like it or not, whether they work for the Department of Justice or the FBI or the Environmental Protection Agency. But there won't be a Department of Justice because this Supreme Court will go, well, why would we have a Department of Justice? That's an overreach of, of uh, people trying to get into what justice is. And what do we know here on the Supreme Court? We're just lawyers. Oh, fuck. Now I'm, I'm losing my grip here. I think what we probably need more than anything else right now is a real reality series, a series in which we actually depict what reality is and everybody has to stop and everybody has to watch it. And we pick a group of experts from both sides, from both sides, from all sides. And they decide to tell us what reality is so we can finally fuck agree on it again. Because I'm tired of people making shit up. I am fed up with it. I'm, I'm so exhausted by it. And that, that we have to worry now about about whether there's going to be some sort of uh, insurrection. That's what we got to worry about because, because the side that has kind of stirred this pot doesn't know how to control the people. That they, the, 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 they don't know how to control the, the folks who are in that pot. Come on. So just once a week, this is the real reality. And, you know, make it a streaming thing. So people can watch it over and over and over again until they get some idea of what reality is. Um, because right now it's just, uh, it's like both sides are taking a different drug and um, both sides uh, have decided that their drug is the good drug. And uh, one of the sides are, are taking a drug that is a little violent, a little, little too violent. And a sad day up in Chautauqua, New York, where I've spent, uh, a, a lot of time, and I've been on that stage three times, and you watch Salman Rushdie, um, uh, you know, really, you know, be attacked by someone who then <laughs> he's attacked by the guy. I hate to laugh, but he's attacked by this guy. And they, everybody sees him attack him, and then he pleads not guilty on the basis of, I mean, maybe insanity, but I don't, he wasn't guilty. No, because... Uh, well, I guess we'll find out. It appears that uh, he was upset about the about a book written that, that most people wouldn't have even given a shit about, to be honest. Very few were going to read a book that was that big back then. More will read it now. 
and I just feel very sad for him and uh, and the folks who uh, uh, who who um, spend their summers in Chautauqua. It is a sweet, uh, bucolic, innocent, uh, and instructional place for adults and children. It's an extraordinary art center and an intellectual center where they, during the summers they they discuss, you know, that for eight weeks they discuss all sorts of important issues. And I was lucky enough to be able to speak there at one point and, uh, and be on that stage. It's a beautiful stage. Uh, it really is. It's where I went when I went back on the road uh, for the first time in 600 days after the pandemic. That was where I chose to perform. And this summer when I was up there, the thought that I had for the first time ever when going up there, I thought, wow, after all that had happened over the past few years, um, especially the past year, uh, because I'd gone up the year before and I did not feel this. But this time I thought they need more security. They need more security. Things have gone up a notch and they certainly have. And there was no security there for him. And it's um, it's just sad. And there's been no security, uh, it appears. not Certainly not enough. Uh, and now there will be, and probably too much. And uh, it's uh, it's like the history of, you know, it's like they, there weren't, you know, the neighborhood, they kept the doors unlocked, and now they, the doors will be locked. And we lose a bit of innocence uh, more each day. Slips away. And that it's gone. It's, we're in the negative innocence. And we've already passed the point of how much innocence has been taken away, drained from us. Certainly had our uh, big, we talked, I talked about it last week, the, the big, uh, you know, the inflation, you know, no more inflation, <laughs> you know, the inflation reduction act, which it's not going to really, you won't see an inflation reduction, but gas, the prices of gas are coming down. Let's see if that affects anything, you know, and if people, uh, you know, they, you know, it's really, uh, you know, tough time still for many, 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 many people. And uh, this, there was good economic news and more folks are back at work. But meanwhile, uh, the, you know, the now it's coming out the 700 pages of this, this bill, you know, the, the electric car part of the bill. The deal is they, they what I've been able to gather is, is it, uh, you know, it was supposed to be able to big tax write off if you went to an electric car. Not true. It's uh, it's rough to get that tax write off. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is rough to get the tax write off. From what I was hearing, maybe they're lying to me. Maybe that you know that news media is just fucking lying. But I I think there's somebody there who read it and they had a they they've got a resume and they read the thing and then they repeated what they read that. Uh, that basically you had to, uh, you didn't you had to have a certain you couldn't have over a certain amount of money in order to get this and uh, there was one thing after another and it was just tougher to get this than they let it to be okay so why if you wanted the if, if they wanted a seven thousand dollar tax break what what difference does it make have gradations for whatever level that someone who could have afford the electric car. You know, if they had a gazillion dollars, then don't give them a tax break. What do they need a tax break for? 
to, to pat him on the head and say, good work. We really appreciate it. We'll send you a certificate. Huh? It worked for you in elementary school, you little fuck. So enjoy the certificate now. And we'll have your name on it and everything. It was a little gold leaf. And, uh, and who votes against, uh, I, I can't remember if I said this last time, because it, it, but who votes against, uh, because my brain just rattles with this shit. And I think, did I say it or not? That's where we're at now. <laughs> to, who votes against capping insulin for everybody? Who votes against that? These people don't know anybody who's a diabetic and that, uh, how much they, they have to pay. In a country in which more and more people are getting diabetic, and I think A1C is the uh, that they can advertise that shit all they want. You know, get your new pill for your A1C, which is the, the it climbs towards so you don't so you don't get diabetes. I believe that's what it is. I have a feeling it is what it is. I'm not going to look it up. I don't have time. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that's what the fuck it is. And Pete, they, and that you can get a tax break for. They're fucking advertising. You're gonna. What do you you mean? You can't cap them. They got enough money that they can advertise whatever shit they want to advertise. So maybe if you take, you cap the fucking amount that people have to pay who suffer from, you know, diabetes for the insulin they need to survive, so they're not like cutting their dosage in half. Maybe it would be a big help, and you and for them, for the people. And, for, and, and in order so that the pharmaceuticals weren't doing as many ads as they're doing, because there's no need for that shit. No other country does. One other country does it. So that's all I got today. I'm, am I fed up? Yeah, I'm fucking fed up. And I'm fed up because the, the week is over Sunday. This is what I'm doing on a Sunday. And, uh, and then... Uh, and then probably I'll wake up tomorrow morning and there'll be some no new piece of shit to deal with. And I, I'm, I'm really sick of it. I'm just not, we're all sick of it. Let's stop this. It's grotesque what we're doing. It's utterly grotesque. And stop with the conjecture fuck news. Well, we think there could be it might happen. We're not sure. Uh, they. They think it's going to be this, but when I they fucking discussed for three days before Garland spoke, before it came out what they got, there was a, the, the conjecture news. Both sides fucking shut it up. Okay? Just wait until we're told. And, when, and in the meantime, why don't you put some energy into finding out why we don't have, why we have a teacher shortage, you know, and what we can do about it. And does it make sense to have uh, in Florida have those in the military be able to just teach if they want to, or folks without a degree teach if they want to, or how to do that, which is opposed to some kind of fucking stopgap. While we're not teaching things, we should be teaching children because they'll be upset and feel guilty. Uh huh. Son of a bitch. I, I I'm pretty good. I know how I know math. I wouldn't know how to fucking teach it. Wrap it up here with a couple of. Uh, Pieces of uh, complete psychosis from the reality we live in now. Uh, police have charged Edward William Rodriguez of Florida. Of course, Florida, why not? The, he, was, he was robbing his local Waffle House with a stack of paper napkins. Okay. <laughs> what would you be robbing <laughs> paper napkins for? I, I, 
You, you, you spilled too much ketchup at home. I, God damn it, I'm, I can't afford these napkins. You, you can't shove 10 in your pocket. His stack of paper napkins using, he did it, he robbed them by using his fingers in the shape of a gun. He went after him like that. He used that to, to keep the staff at bay. He got charged for that. Well, why not? God, it makes you wonder, boy, it'd be a better world. It'd certainly be a better country. If people couldn't have a gun, but they had to paint their hands like a gun, and if they pointed it, if somebody else had a gun at the store, that they painted their hand, and that would stop the the, the robbery, it, we'd be much better off, I think. Wow. If you're robbing napkins, why would you need a gun? I think the finger is enough. <laughs> and finally, because we're, we're clinically insane, the... Uh, Republican Representative Glenn Thompson attended his son's wedding to another man, to another man, to another man, three days after voting against a bill protecting same-sex marriages. He voted against it. He voted against it. He was thrilled to attend the wedding, his staff said. Wow. Thrilled to attend the wedding, but doesn't want to protect same-sex marriage, even though his child is getting married to uh, someone of the same sex. That's, see... To me, that's mental illness. There's a, there's a portion of that that's mental illness. There's such a, you know, there's what you're thinking and what you're doing. When they're, they're that far apart, something's fucking wrong with you. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm, I'm going to say that's what I think. And what I think is, is it's been a pleasure to spend time with you. I've read uh, a lot of new rants that you'll be hearing uh, today. And I hope that uh, you enjoy them as much as I've enjoyed reading them and uh, continue to send them in. And people have been saying, you know, I'm trying to guess what, what it is or how I choose. One thing that would really help is, is edit them. Uh, you know, the longer they are, the, uh, you, you, you end up kind of losing something. Some of them need to be long, and I get it. I really do. But, but some of you are you just, and we, we're, I'm, I'm, my, all of my emails are much longer because we want to be, absolutely sure we are communicating because we were out of commission in terms of communication for quite a time period during the pandemic. And uh, because there is so little communication that seems to be going on amongst us that we really kind of use too many words. So, so that would help. Don't try to guess if, you know, if you've got something that you just think is really stupid, you want, you want to scream about it, just commit to it. Sit down and commit to whatever it is you're doing when you're when you're writing, in writing your rant. Commit to that writing, and trust it, and enjoy it, and let it get out of your system what you want out of your system. And I promise you, if you do that, I'll be reading it. Okay, I hope that's a help. Let me know about your feelings about the rubber chicken. He's really upset, and I'm going to have to deal with that now. And. Uh, you guys continue to take care of each other as much as you can, because that's the most important thing, that we watch out for each other, not that we scream at each other, not that we come up with different realities, okay? Let's get on with things the way they should be done, all right? How is that? Don't ask. If you've got to ask how you think things should be done, I'm the wrong person because I'll be screaming for a day tell you exactly what the fuck I think. It starts with paying attention to each other 
It starts with knowing that we, we all really want the same things. And by creating different realities, we're not going to get those same things. Okay? And if that wasn't clear, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I got to get on with things. So do you. Take care. Thanks for joining me. I mean that. We'll see you next week. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This one comes to us from, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm just going to spell it. Sorry about that. L-U-G-H. Killebrew. All right, Mr. Killebrew. I don't know how to start, but I just want to say, fuck everyone who says that us transsexuals are looking to give kids hormones and stuff of the like. We aren't. We are trying to make it acceptable to question the goddamn gender norms and understand that gender is different from sex. I don't care what these fuckheads say. There's a lot of intensive therapy and shit that goes into this before actually transitioning. Mm. I don't know if this is much of a rant. That's fine. But I just wanted to get it out there. And I was glad to be of some help. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, L-U-G-H. <laughs> this was sent to us by Michael Andriotti, and it's, uh, well, gets right to the point. Why can't people just let other people live their lives? 
Why are so many concerned about who someone loves or who they marry or if they want to change to be a man or a woman? What effect does it have on their lives? It's against my religion, they say. Maybe that is not their religion. Even if it is their religion, that becomes their issue to take up with their God. That is the beauty of living in a country that allows religious freedom. The whole separation of church and state, Michael, gets crazier every day. It is so amazing that people, they can't help but look over somebody else's shoulder and become a part of, you know, like their lives are going so fucking well. It's tough enough doing this. It's hard to make that choice Um, when, you, you know, when people go, you know, the only marriage is between a man and a woman. And then you're going to walk away from that? Wow. Well done, Michael. Thanks. Thanks for keeping it simple. Jason Schwab is angry, and here's why. Lou, you and many others ranted too many times against the season of winter. Let me just say that those people who hate winter, pussies. I've moved from Maryland to Texas. I did this back in 2021 with my folks. And not only has it been warm for almost every single day, but my winter was fucking cheated. However, in 2022, we've had literally almost over 20 days where it's been over 100 degrees Fahrenheit and still going, beating 2018's record, according to NBC News weather, surpassing 23 days in a row. Fuck the summer and fuck this 100 degree weather. I want rain, but more than ever, I want my snow. I want my goddamn winter Texas. Winter is more tolerable to deal with. You're more prepared for the cold, and it's more cozy by wrapping yourself in a warm blanket and drinking hot chocolate. Winter can kick summer's ass since it's a season that doesn't drive people crazy. It's when you're less likely to deal with insects. The air isn't humid and dirty, and you're not putting on white goop on your arms. It might as well be zebra come. We didn't live during the Ice Age for us to live in hot-as-balls climate and for the weak fuckers to whine and complain like goddamn babies over ice and snow. Yet they never even try to come up with better solutions that doesn't require barbaric shovels that break your back. Huh? If you truly want to deal with summer, stop your bitching, folks, and get Congress to get rid of shovels and introduce heater trucks and give us some street-safe flamethrowers. <laughs> oh, man, street-safe flamethrowers. It's a good idea, Jason. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Now, to end this rant, I'll end with a quote from the Penguin from Batman Returns. Stop global warming. Start global cooling. Make the world a giant icebox. Winter doesn't suck. Winter is fucking cool. The rest of you are just too hot to handle it and are showing me the cold shoulder. Don't like winter? Fine. More for me. Stay frosty, Lou, and remember, winter kicks ice. <laughs> okay. I, uh, uh, <laughs> winter kicks ice. It's a little, uh, I, <laughs> oh boy. Jason, um, we could argue the uh, warm versus cold all day. It shouldn't be over 100 degrees, okay, for starters. And it shouldn't be, uh, you know, minus 10 in New York at certain times either. Okay? It's out of control. But we have we got our new uh, global warming package, and that's going to clear everything up. You can count on it. God. 
boy, the world stares at that shit kicking us in, in the nuts. And in terms of what's what's going on weatherwise, we all, the world turns as one and goes, ah, fuck it. But uh, thanks for sharing that, Jason. We didn't live through the ice age. We didn't. Uh, it was actually, uh, and, and not much did, I think, live through the ice age. But I'm not a big, uh, I'm not going to go into that now, Jason. I'm just glad you sent that along. Have a, have a lovely fall. It's coming our way. Okay? <laughs> Enjoy it. Susan Peterson has this tale to tell. My name is Susan Peterson. I worked at the Veterans Administration in Southern Oregon, and from the day I started, the singularly most important thing preached by management was ethics above all else. I had a supervisor who discovered that one of my prescription drugs was Ritalin. He began asking me to share, and I declined every request. And despite my exemplary customer service record, my numerous revamps of an aging information sharing system, and even my getting the Oregon DVM to change its regulations regarding our in-house veterans to help them obtain IDs and other state benefits, the management decided that my turning this supervisor into the Veterans Administration police, that it was I who had to go. They brought in a nasty woman to get rid of me, and the battle began. First, she tried to alter meeting minutes to prove I had broken a rule she had covered. Next, she tried to keep me from waiting on our vets, which sent our patients into an uproar. She barreled into my office with the Veterans Administration Police, and the officer forced me to take a field sobriety test with my arm in a cast, and then forced me to go to the lab and take an embarrassing drug pee test in front of a co-worker. Wow. Wow. I'd had enough, okay? To, so I contacted the OIG, and they sent an agent. He temporarily moved me to another department. Whenever they wrote me up and, and got an incident placed in my record, I kept careful track. And when it was time to review and remove the negative mark from my employment record, I would wait until the main COO was gone and have the new assistant chief remove it. Immediately following the removal of the bad things in my record, the people who helped me were transferred to another facility. This harassment continued for over two years. They gave me PTSD. This is where I should note my facility was treating veterans with PTSD. The OIG agent told me that in 35 years of investigating harassment of whistleblowers, that this was the absolute worst facility he had ever seen. The good news is, is that the idiots in management used email to reprimand me and deny my doctor's accommodation requests for my disabling mental health condition caused by them. I hired an attorney and won two lawsuits against the one false arrest for the sobriety test and two mental harassment, including denial of accommodations under the ADA. The total was in the six figures. This was a few years ago. My heart is still broken as I truly love my job and still miss it. I had to leave because it was still making me sick and they still never stopped going after me. Even after I left, they went after employees that took my side. I still have many symptoms of PTSD and have trouble getting my life together, but I am a fighter. I earned an AS degree 
from Rogue College and only need five more classes to get my BS in ME, Bachelor of Science in EMDA with a minor in Native American Studies. I'm not sure what emergency, I'm not sure what that EMDA is. I'm 66 years old, and I want everyone to know that they should fight no matter what. I hear all of the old supers are now gone, and the place has been overhauled regarding policy and dealing with employees. Also, the scary part is that right before my case settled, the chief administrator mysteriously disappeared somewhere near Lake Shasta in California. Hmm. Thanks for listening and always standing up for yourself and others as it is the right thing to do. No, thank you for sharing, Susan. That's not easy. And I, 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 I just hope I got it out clearly enough. I just some of the initials I didn't get, but I wanted to tell your tale. And thank you for sharing it. And it's amazing what people have to go to to help each other. I don't quite get it. Amy Fetzer sends in this rant that I'm sure uh, the topic is one that we will be hearing more and more of um, as we uh, roll through the country during the tour and as I uh, flip through the pages of the, the many pages of, of those of you who, who sent in uh, your rants uh, while I was taking uh, the, uh, the enforced time off. I would rather be on the road right now, but I've said that before. But I will be there soon. So from Amy Fetzer. Hey, Lewis. Well, Roe versus Wade has been overturned and I'm sitting here sobbing. Not for me, I'm 65, but for the millions of women across our country in a panic right now. I've been in your shoes, sister. I will fight this fight with you again. Now, my rant may be hard to hear, but Americans, mostly men, need a bitch slap on how badly we need every fucking law off women's bodies now. In 1981, I was two and a half months pregnant when I started to miscarry. At the Navy base hospital, I spent the next several hours on a gurney hemorrhaging. If a woman is under three months, well, the doctors will not help save a fetus nor help you lose it. So I lay there with battle axe nurses stuffing towels to stem the bleeding and experiencing clawing labor pains hourly, I beg them to take it, okay? Unsympathetically, they won't until dilation or tissue passes. That's Department of Defense doctors obeying the Roe versus Wade rules. So I waited. Then my heart stops. Not a slowdown, a complete stop. I'm dead. I've lost too much blood, and now I'm seeing my body from above. Corman rushed for crash carts as a young doctor straddles my hips and performs near-violent CPR while shouting, this is not supposed to happen, as he pumps my chest. My husband is near the door watching me die. I'm warm and pain-free. As if yanked, I'm suddenly in my body, in agony all over again. Before painkillers could numb, they do what is, in clinical slang, a D&C. It was rushed and excruciating. After a blood transfusion and a Twinkie, I was sent home that evening 
with some Tylenol and a very sore breastbone. Sadly, this wouldn't be the last time I'd suffer like that. And millions of women have experienced the same. I share this personal horror because while Roe versus Wade was ratified then, its precise wording still put my needs in that moment under a fucking law and out of medically trained hands. 41 years later, I'm still pissed the government is ever a voice in a woman's doctor's visit. Body autonomy is the only outcome because it's clear the Supreme Court of the United States is very comfortable with women bleeding to death, waiting to check off the religious rights list of acceptable results. Women are fucking not. It's time to end this. And since pregnancy occurs because of men, you all need to get on board and take up this gauntlet. It's the fucking 21st century. Silence and the lack of knowledge is just not acceptable. And I just gave you proof how needlessly we die from this shit. Thanks for reading this, Lewis. Amy Fetzer. Uh, no, thank you, Amy, for sharing it. And I'm sure that was tough for a lot of people to hear, but it's what needs to be said. I'm sure people say, well, that couldn't happen. I bet she made that. I don't think you make that kind of thing up, and I don't think you share it. I don't. Maybe. I've heard too many stories now. And, uh, and the horror's just begun, folks. There'll be more of these, I'm sure. Thanks again, Amy. Peter Wrenches has passed this on to us. Not so much a rant, but an idea. Joe Biden should announce that he will pardon anyone charged with committing or abetting an abortion. This has at least three virtues. One, it cuts the Supreme Court's shameless majority off at the knees. Two, it appropriately reminds people of and mocks Trump's use of the pardon power. Three, it allows Biden to be like the best Christian ever, uh, i.e. God, uh, therefore God, and forgive sins unilaterally and unconditionally. I always thought this last concept a bit presumptuous, even for a deity to forgive someone for an offense to another from the sidelines, as it were. So it also has the virtue of mocking the mindlessly religious. For example, I've heard statistics that God terminates something like seven out of 10 pregnancies anyway. So he's by far the most prolific abortionist. Well, well that's, 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 well, that's really, there's some people that, hearing that, Peter, their heads would be spinning for weeks, for weeks. Well, that was, I don't, you know, I, do you, I'm wondering just because they always do it at the end of their office. I wonder if they can do that every day, just kind of the president can just, um, decide he's going to uh, pardon people. It's an interesting concept, that's for sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure drive the, uh, the, the Republicans and I'm sure a few Democrats nuts, but boy, that God, God being the most <laughs> prolific abortionist. 
Peter. Uh, uh, that's it. Wow. Um, took my breath away, I think, and part of my brain. <laughs> Just kind of spinning around that for a while. Linda Laudiger um, sends in this, and uh, she... <laughs> This is a rant about something you, you wouldn't expect someone to rant about, but you'll, you'll see. My rant is about my retired husband, who, how do, I, how do I put this? He is bothering me by being too available around the house all the time. He, he hangs around our house like a turd that just won't flush. I've told him that I can't be his only friend. Since we live in a retirement community, I've suggested that he should go to the fancy gym or the pool or find a bridge group and play cards. Hell, why not try bingo, huh? Frankly, I did not realize that his retirement would become this big an issue in our 32 years of marriage. You see, Lewis, he, he used to travel with his job, and I love that. In fact, when I would take him to the airport, I would peck him lovingly on the cheek and tell him, don't come back early. All in jest, of course. It's just that I loved my alone time when he was out of town and I could have cornflakes for dinner if I wanted to. When he came back to town, I would sneak up on him in baggage claim and grab his ass. Funny, he always looked around to see who did that to him. Who else would do that to him, Lewis? <laughs> I suppose I would not feel so hostile to my husband if he helped me more around the house, but he does so very little. He occasionally will grill a steak or ride his lawnmower around the yard. Couldn't he at least vacuum our home? That doesn't take that much skill and is about as athletic as going bowling, which he used to do. Why can't he do that to help maintain our home together? Alas, I'm left with all of the other household tasks, cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, and taking care of our cat. My husband loves the cat as much as I do. And he will feed our cat breakfast. But he has never, 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 ever scooped the litter box. Oh, no, 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 no. No encounters of the cat turd kind for him. So litter box scooping and maintenance is on my household jobs too. So my question for you, Lewis, is what to do with my pesky retired husband. I really am becoming desperate for help. I may have to dump my husband along with the stinky old cat litter. And just keep the cat. Please advise, dear Sage Lewis. Oh, yeah, I'm the Sage. Linda of Fairfield Bay, Arkansas. Well, I guess you did have a point. I, that husband around the house, I think many would, women would love the husband around the house, but not doing anything. That's a bit much, Linda. Maybe the thing to do is to serve him breakfast, serve him a, a little, uh, you know, a, a bit from the, the cat's litter box. Hmm? You know, like a couple of turds in it, you know, pour a little milk in it and say, yum, yum, here's breakfast. And have one of those bowls and say, eat down to the bottom where there's a smiley face going, you finished. Or whatever the fuck they used to say. <laughs> well, good luck, Linda. I'm certainly not one to ask for relationship advice as I sit here alone. <laughs> well, there is the rubber chicken. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. 
So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A rant from Ollie Mulligan. My partner and I are in the unfortunate position of trying to buy a house. In case any of your listeners have been buried under a rock, it's worth noting that right now is quite possibly the most terrible time ever to be buying a house. It's changed a little now, but not by much. This is, I'm reading this, uh, this came uh, about a month and a half ago. While it's disappointing, I can deal with the inventory consisting of a bunch of rundown shanties, but the windows, pipes, electric are all original materials from, oh, 1935 that are somehow, somehow still selling for more than $500,000. I've also gotten used to being outbid by morons who offer to pay $100,000 over asking all cash for said shanty and waive the inspection. And I'm also okay with the possibility that we might not be able to buy a house and end up renting for another year or five or until we're dead. What I can't deal with is my older co-workers or family members, all of whom have only experienced buying houses, yes, plural houses, back when the markets were normal, asking, how's the house hunt going? And when I tell them it's not great, they respond with some asinine question or comment that in no way helps the situation. One particular gem came up last week. Have you considered moving somewhere rural? Of course, I just give a polite response along the lines of, we're not really interested in that right now. But what I'm screaming in my head is something more along the lines of the following. Have you? Do you fully comprehend what that means? Have you ever dealt with a septic tank or not having great internet connectivity? What about having to drive hours to reach the nearest hospital, which probably sucks because it's a rural hospital. I know you just finished watching The Biggest Little Farm on Netflix, and it was amazing. And it's led you to have this strange fantasy about owning some cows and chickens. And I'll never tell you this to your face, but seeing as how you've spent the last 25 plus years of your life living in your fancy schmancy enclave in a big city, your grasp of the actual work required for such ventures is highly suspect. Remember that time your maid got sick and you had to gasp, do your own laundry for two whole weeks? Yep. Something tells me you'll just love dealing with whatever crap is required to own those cows and chickens. And in this case, it's most likely literal crap. Anyway, I, I, I digress. Some of us prefer to have access to music, culture, sports, and food. And I don't mean snagging a cob of corn from the neighbor's yard 10 miles down the road. Some of us value living near other humans and interacting with civilization in general. So no, 
I've not considered moving somewhere rural. <laughs> Check with me again in 10 years after this never-ending and impossible house hunt has officially sucked all the life out of my body and my savings account drifts towards zero due to ever-increasing rents. Good luck with the house hunt, Ollie. And they keep saying that it's coming back to normal. We'll see. I hope for you it does, where, wherever you are, in the midst of whatever you're dealing with. And I can understand that you want to you want to be closer to the city. I get it, or maybe even in the city. But I'm sure you, I'm sure you want a yard. Take care and thanks. Cole Riggs has shared this rant with us. Kathleen Madigan has a a bit on it, and and, and Cole really uh, Cole's pissed about it. Hey, Lewis, I just got done having this discussion with my grandmother. Funnily enough. I'm 27 years old, for reference, and that will be important later. The age of members of Congress have gotten out of control. I was doing some research online and found that this group is the oldest, on average, of any Congress in the past 20 years. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Republican from Iowa, is running for re-election. If Grassley wins re-election, another six years in office would put him at 94 and give him his eighth consecutive term in office. Are you fucking kidding me? 94? Go sit in your Cracker Barrel rocking chair and retire, for fuck's sake. These sons of bitches are making major decisions for future generations, but can't stay awake past 8 p.m. The maximum age for anyone in Congress needs to be 70. And that's fucking pushing it. You don't get to make long-term drastic decisions that will impact younger generations while you're in the grave. Sorry, tough shit. We already left the dark ages, but these fuckers are dragging us back to their childhoods. Well, as Fred Flintstone said, yabba dabba doo. <laughs> Love the finish. Understand the rant for sure. I think you could be a little older than 70. Some folks are really sharp uh, after 70. I'm not one of them. <laughs> but I think 70 is a little, a little just a touch tight. There's some who should be. It all depends on how much brain power. But 94, no. And a lot of them. A lot of them it should be you have to take it. Do you, not, do you understand what social media is? I mean, do you know how to, do you know how to operate an iPad? <laughs> there should be all sorts of little tests. Besides just the age test, Cole, but I'm not going to sit and try to work that out. Um, I'm, I'm sure you have. Thanks for that. Say hi to your grandmother. I'm sure she was thrilled to have the argument. I wonder what her side, but wonder what side she took. <laughs> or I wonder if she's voting for Chuck Grassley. From our good friend uh, Mildred Ellison, who's saying so many uh, wonderful rants and, and tales. Comes the following, short, simple, and to the point. I think breast implants should have squeakers in them, like dog and cat toys. Rat, rat. You mean like that? Rat, rat. <laughs> wah, wah. I, I'm not doing the sound right. I should have let that just stand alone, Mildred. Thanks. Thought I could make the noise. I'll work on my sound effects. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Ramcast. 
If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.